Welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today I want to talk to you about two things that I know a lot of you are struggling with or have struggled with in the past and may do so in the future, most likely, because you're human. And these two things are uncertainty and desperation. Recently, I was listening to the Ed Milet show. Ed Milet's podcast is amazing. Um, I recommend it to all of you. But one episode I was listening to recently was the power of desperation and the power of uncertainty. I don't know if this was the same episode or two episodes, but it really made me look at these two things on a new level that made me see them as things that can work for me instead of against me. They have such negative connotations, right? You think uncertainty and you think, oh, that's not good. I don't want to be uncertain. And you also think desperation. You're like, no one wants someone who's desperate. Desperation is not a good thing. That can't help you. But then you have to think about these two things. Let's talk about uncertainty first. First of all, uncertainty is a human need. When I went to Tony Robbins, he talked about the six basic human needs. One of those of the six is certainty. Another of the six is uncertainty. So it's kind of crazy, right? Because it's like, okay, as humans, we need certainty, but we also need uncertainty and we crave uncertainty. Why is that? Well, think about it. Uncertainty is what brings us the most pleasure, right? Because we get the most excited when something happened that we didn't think would happen. You get a raise. You get invited on a trip, you win the lottery, (laughs) you win or you win anything. Surprises are such a great part of life. And that comes with uncertainty. That comes with not knowing. When we work hard for something and we're not sure if we're going to get that thing or get that reward on the other end, but then we get it, that's what makes it exciting. And that's such a big part of life that is so fulfilling and brings so much happiness and joy. So it's important to be uncertain. We actually need that because if we were certain of every single thing in our life, life would be boring. You know, if you knew exactly what was going to happen, then what's, what's really, what's the point? Like, how can you really love the journey if you're always sure of everything 100%? First of all, you can't be. Second of all, even if you were, the life would be totally different. (laughs) So it just wouldn't make sense. What I want you to take from this is next time you're feeling uncertain, Just remember, that's a basic need. As a human, you need to feel uncertain. It's okay to feel uncertain. And if there's a problem with the uncertainty, if it's like something that you really need to know in that moment or or you're getting really stressed about it, then I really think it's just a matter for you to look at yourself and look at your situation and say, okay, is there any aspect of this I can control right now? And if there's really not, then let it go and leave it up to the universe. Because we can't control everything. We can't be certain of everything. And sometimes we want to be, right? And we get frustrated because it's like, I want this thing now, or I hate that I have no control over this. And you just have to accept that and leave that up to, like I said, leave it up to the universe and just let let the universe do its thing. And I know that may sound woo-woo to some of you guys, but 
But honestly, you have to look at it that way because we can't control everything. You will never be in control of everything that happens in your life. So it's important to just allow uncertainty to do its thing and do whatever you can control. Try to control it. But if you can't, then don't stress over it because that really doesn't do much for you. So this is taking uncertainty and looking at it from another angle where it's like, I appreciate uncertainty. I'm glad that I have some uncertainty. Uncertainty can be really good. Uncertainty can bring the best parts of life out. And that's true. You know, after hearing that, I never really thought about it that way. And then after hearing that and hearing it at Tony's event where he said this is a basic need as well as certainty, it just, it makes sense, right? And even in the dating world, you know, there's so much, I think there's so much anxiety and so much stress over what if it doesn't work out with this woman or what if I'm not good enough or what if she rejects me? What if she doesn't? (laughs) You know, what if it goes great? What if she ends up being the one? That's what's so exciting. That's the fun part about dating. You go on a date and you don't really know. You don't know if you're going to vibe well with this person. You don't know if she's going to really dig you. You don't know if you're going to end up together. And if you do, then you have an exciting story to share because it's like, oh shit, when we first met, I had no idea. Or, you know, I didn't think this would happen. Or I can't, I can't believe we made this work. Like, remember when things were so different? And you, you share those moments of uncertainty that make your relationship so exciting and so great. And the more you grow together and the more you learn about each other along that process is uncertainty because you don't really know how the person's going to react or if you get in an argument, you don't know how it's going to pan out. And if it, if it turns out great, then that's, then you know, you have a stable relationship, but like there's so much uncertainty in life, but at the same time, it's so much needed and it makes us so much stronger really is needed. And if you look at uncertainty as a form of excitement and a form of growth, then it's a good thing you can kind of redefine it in a way. And look, I think there are two types. I think there's a healthy uncertainty where it's like, you know, you can't control it. So you just have to leave it up to the universe and let the universe do its thing. And then there's the uncertainty parts of life that maybe you should be a little more certain about, (laughs) you know, like when it comes to what you want for your life or when it comes to moving forward and improving yourself or growing in a certain skill. This is not an excuse for you to not work on yourself or not work on your life or not figure out your shit, okay? There's a difference between things you can control and things you can't, but there are many things you can control. So when it comes to uncertainty about what do I want for my life or how do I want to be a better man, how do I want to be a more confident, attractive, decisive man, and that's something you can control, then it's important to not use uncertainty as an excuse But look at it and say, okay, why am I uncertain of myself? What can I do to be more certain of myself? Because I do have control over this. I do have control over the way I interact with women. I do have control over the mindset I have around women. I do have control over my relationships and the way I treat people. And So there are many things that are in your control where uncertainty doesn't have to be the end of the game. See what I mean? So like uncertainty can be a beautiful thing, but at the same time, it can be detrimental to you as a growing person. If you don't look at that uncertainty and say, can I be in control of this? Can I do something different to be more certain? Because like I said, certainty is also a human need. So you need certainty just as much as you need that uncertainty. So when it comes to things that are in your control or that can be in your control, then you have to remember certainty is something you need as well. So what can you do to be more certain as a man? You know, what can you invest in? Who can help you? What do you want to work on? What do you know you really want for yourself, but you're just not doing it yourself? For some reason, you're holding back. 
there's a lot of you like that. Like you want a better relationship. You want to attract a certain type of woman, but you think, okay, yeah, down the road, I'll attract her one day. It's just not the right time. You know, I'll find her one day, but it's been years and years and you keep telling yourself this and you're getting nowhere in your relationships or your dating life. So you have to ask yourself, why am I still so uncertain in this area of my life? And why am I not doing anything to take more control over that and be more certain of that? So those are some questions around uncertainty. So if you have to pause this podcast and just think for a second, what am I uncertain about in my life? And is that healthy uncertainty? And what am I certain about? Do I feel like I have enough things I'm certain about? And am I okay with the healthy uncertainty? I think that's a really interesting topic. And I just started thinking about this myself after listening to that podcast because I was like, oh shit, (laughs) this is crazy. I never thought about it this way. All right, so switching over to desperation. This is so cool because I never, ever thought of desperation as something that was good. And it makes total sense because in Ed's podcast, he was talking about how desperation is what makes us most hungry. Desperation is what makes us most driven. Think about the times in your life when you were so fucking desperate to get somewhere or do something or meet someone or help someone. Maybe it was getting to the hospital when a family member was hurt. You know, when you would do anything in that moment, you would do anything to get to that damn hospital because you had to see this loved one. And this is the example that Ed gives in his, in his podcast. And it's true because if you had a, think about it, if you had a loved one and you found out they were in the emergency room, would you stop whatever you were doing and get to that hospital? You know, what if you got in the lift and, you know, they ran out of gas and they just, you were just sitting there in the car. Would you get out of the car and call another lift ASAP? Like, would you make it work? What if you got to the hospital and they were like, oh, we can't let you in. We have to, you have to sign all these papers. Would you say, fuck it, I'm going. That's my, my mom. That's my dad. I need to get the fuck in there. You would make it a priority because you'd be so desperate to get to them. So think about that in terms of life, in terms of reaching our goals. It's like, there's not enough desperation in us. So we don't keep going for it. There's too many people that just give up because we're not hungry enough, because we're not desperate enough. We don't make that goal a main priority. We don't get to the point where we're like, fuck it, I need this. Like, I don't care if people are making fun of me, I need this. I don't care if I have no money, I'll find the money. I need to do this. You know, when we hit roadblocks in life, we don't want to let those roadblocks just keep us from getting to what we want. If you have major insecurities, are you just going to give up and never date and never end up in a relationship and just be lonely your whole life? And then regret it when you're older, you know? Or are you going to face those insecurities and be like, no, to be with someone is important to me. To feel loved by a woman is important to me. I'm going to take care of this shit so I can get what I want. It's a desperation. Think about the times in your life when you did something so badass and so bold. Most likely it was because you were fucking desperate. Like you had to make it work. And you did something out of the ordinary for yourself to make that happen. Because when Ed was talking about this, it totally resonated with me. And I'm like, holy shit, I have moments in my life where I was so desperate and like the end result of that desperation that came from that desperation were the most beautiful parts of my life. For instance, moving to California, I was in a really toxic relationship where I lived in New Jersey. And that relationship had to put me in the point of saying, fuck this, I need to get out of here. Like, I need to st- I need to go to California because it was a dream of mine and this relationship was holding me back from that. It had to get to the point where I was so desperate to get out of that relationship and so desperate to make this California thing work. I've been wanting to move for two full years and every day, guys, every single day I would write in my journal, 
I move, I live in Santa Monica, California. You know, I had this like goal setting journal and I had this picture of palm trees that I looked at every single day for two years. And I wrote that for two years and people would laugh at me and be like, all right, you're never going to move to California. Just stop. Like, what are you doing? And I just wanted it so bad, but there was not a part of me that was desperate enough until I was stuck in that relationship that was so toxic and put me in this mindset that just made me so desperate for a way out. And once I got to that place, I was like, I need to make this work. I'm going to make this work. I have to. And I did. I booked a one-way flight and I just, I risked a lot and I just made it work. But what made it work was that hunger and that desperation. And that resulted in moving to the place that I now call home. And oh my God, like I'm so, so happy living here. And that I wouldn't be here unless I was that desperate to get here. So think about a time in your life when you were just like desperate as hell to get out of a situation or move towards something. And because you were so desperate and because you were so hungry, it made you driven and it pushed you to do it. And you did it. And you felt like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. That wasn't even like me. Like the average me or the normal typical me would not do that. And that's you tapping into your true potential. Because like I said in a previous episode, David Goggins says, we only tap into 40% of our true potential. And that's like, that's where our body naturally goes. Like we tap into 40. We think that we've given it the best we could. Maybe not the best. We'll be like, I did a good job. You know, I guess like that's what it's going to be. No, we have 60% left, motherfucker. <laughs> how David Goggins would talk to you. <laughs> it's true. Like there's so much more potential in you than you believe. We do not tap into our full potential most of the time because we need that desperation. We need that. That actually makes us thrive. And yeah, it sucks and it sounds kind of shitty. You know, like, oh, that person's desperate or that's, you know, it has a negative connotation right off the bat. But when you think about it, beautiful, amazing things come from desperation if you fuel it and you use it the right way if you do something about it you know I think it's just a matter of doing something with that desperation maybe it's not so healthy to just sit in desperation and be like oh I'm so like I want this so bad and then not make a move to fucking do it you know that's why like so many successful people had such horrible childhoods that they were so desperate to get out of like look at Oprah's story look at Tony Robbins story people have crazy stories but then when you think about it, it's like, how did they reach this level of success coming from nothing or coming from this brokenness or this abuse? And then when you think about it, it does tie to desperation. They were, de they were so desperate to get out of that situation and get towards the opposite of that situation that they made it happen. I think people either use that situation to help them move forward or they use it to stay in the same place and feel sorry for themselves. I truly believe that there are two types of people in this world. There are victors and there are victims. And you could choose which one you want to be. And this is something I talk to all my clients about before we start working together is you have to be a victor. I don't work with victims. Because if you're constantly putting yourself in the place of blaming others or making excuses or living in denial, I don't work with that because that's a victim mentality. And that gets you nowhere. Okay? You have to own your shit. You have to be a victor. You have to own your shit. Take responsibility for your actions and also hold yourself accountable. That's a victor mentality. And those are the people that come out stronger. Those are the people that use their tough situations to fuel them instead of ruin them. Because think about it. You can be in a shit scenario and just say, all right, I'm just going to give up. Or this is just my life. Like, this is how it is for me. And there are too many people that think that way. You can change your life. You can change your mentality. 
And by changing your mentality, you change your beliefs. And by changing your beliefs, you change your actions. Neuroplasticity is too real. You can change your thoughts. You can rewire, you can rewire your brain to start thinking differently. You're not too old. Just because your, your brain is finished developing, it doesn't mean that it's, that's wired the same way for life. You can change the wiring system based on the thoughts you put in your head, based on the actions you take, based on what you say to yourself. It's all about physiology, mental focus, and self-talk. Those three things build your character and your personality. And that's what can turn you from a victim to a victor. Okay, if you're a victim right now, if you resonate more with blaming and making excuses and living in denial, then I encourage you to just stop and ask yourself, what is my physiology for the most part? What does my body language look like? Am I slumped over? Do I just watch a lot of TV where I'm just hunched or laying down? Is my body in a depressed state physically the majority of the time? Because there's a big difference in action with someone who is consistently hunched over versus someone whose chest is out and they're speaking deeply and their chin is up and they're smiling the majority of the day. You know, guys, and this is just common sense. You can ask anyone around the world. This body language is universal. That's how understood it is by all of us. Yet we don't take it seriously. If you ask anyone in the world, if I told you there's a person who's slouched over, their head is down, they're breathing very shallow, they're looking down, what would you say their mental state is? Most likely you'd say depressed, right? You'd say they were sad. If I said, okay, there's someone with their chest out, they're speaking very forwardly, and they're smiling, and they're very animated, and they stand tall, what would you say that person's mental state is? They're happy. They're confident. You know, and this is why physiology is so, so important in terms of changing your mood and changing the way, changing the way you think. It will actually help the way you think just by standing tall for two minutes. There have been multiple studies. If you stand in a Superman pose, and I know that sounds kind of lame, but whatever. If you don't want to do it, don't do it, but it will make you happier. (laughs) Scientifically proven multiple times. Yeah, if you stand straight for two minutes, it will actually change the neurochemistry in your brain. Two minutes. That's all it takes. If you did that every morning and said something that made you feel confident while you were standing in that stance, you would feel you would have a completely different day. You would start from a totally different tone, mentally and physically. And that's what sets you apart from other people. Working on this. Work on being a victor, not a victim. I'm getting a little off track with victor and victim here, but it goes back to that aspect of desperation, right? (laughs) Because even though you're desperate, you can still be a victor who's desperate. And I believe we all get desperate at, a, at certain times in our life. Just because you're desperate, it doesn't mean you're lazy or you're a loser or whatever. But use that desperation. Use it. How can you use it? And ask yourself that. How can I use this to fuel me? How can I use this desperation to better myself? What's one move I can take right now that I need to fucking do because I'm so desperate it has to get done? That's a victor mentality. And that's what you want. That's what women are attracted to. Women are attracted to victors. Women are not attracted to victims. And if a woman is attracted to a victim, then you better be cautious of her because she's going to keep you a victim. That's why starting with my coaching with my guys, I always make sure they're in a victor role and they feel super confident and attractive and decisive in themselves before meeting a woman. That's so important. I don't believe in sending guys out in the dating world if they don't know themselves and they don't love themselves and they don't feel good in their skin and good in their mind and they know what they want. If they don't know, if they don't have all that, 
then I do not recommend them going out to pursue women. Because you have to get your own shit together first. Because you have to make sure you're happy first. Before you can add to her happiness, you have to be in the right place. And you have to use things like uncertainty and desperation and use them to better yourself and see these things as, okay, I can grow from this. Because someone who thinks that way is going to attract a woman who thinks that way. And if you have a woman who's in growth mode and isn't stuck in a fixed mindset where she's just like, oh, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. You don't want to get stuck with a woman who thinks like that because if she's, if she says that about your relationship, oh, this is just how it's going to be. Can't do anything about it. You're stuck with me now. Do you want someone who thinks that way? Because there are plenty of people that think that way. If you don't want to attract them, then you need to attract a woman with a growth mindset. And a woman with a growth mindset is constantly trying to improve herself. And this type of woman will always try to make things work with you. This type of woman will try her best to communicate with you. This type of woman will see the best in you and be there to support you. If you want this type of woman, then you have to be the type of man who attracts her. So who are you going to be, the victor or the victim? How are you going to look at desperation from now on? How are you going to tackle it? What are you going to think about when it comes to uncertainty in your life? Are you going to ask, can I control this? Or is this better left leaving up to the universe? This is what makes a strong mind. Questioning yourself with these things and taking the things that you think will just make you automatically weak and using them to make you stronger and saying, fuck you, I got this. Because you do got this. So make the best out of your faults, guys. Make the best out of things that you think are weighing you down. Turn them around. They don't have to weigh you down. They can push you forward if you want them to. It's all up to you. You choose. This is your life. This is your mindset. You play by your rules. You get whatever life you really want. Don't forget that. Because whatever life you have up till this point, you feel like you deserved. That's true. And it might hurt for some of you. It's like, I don't feel like I deserve this. Yeah, you do. Because where you are right now in life was created by all of your past decisions. So all the decisions in your life leading up to this point got you to this point. All of our decisions have to do with our beliefs because we choose. And I want you to remember, we choose. There's a lot of people that think, oh, I don't, I don't get to choose to be happy. And I just did a post on Instagram about this where I said, you can always choose happiness. You can. You might not always feel happy just because you choose it. And I was saying, I always choose happiness, always. Even if I'm sad, Even if I'm angry, I choose to be happy because that's where I want to be. And it doesn't mean I'm not being authentic. I still feel sadness and I'll accept it. I'll acknowledge it and I'll say, I feel sad right now. And it's okay to feel sad because it is. And we're supposed to express our emotions and have various emotions. That's important. But at the same time, if you choose sadness and you choose to dwell in that sadness, then you may get stuck there. And then it's very hard to get out. Because sadness and choosing sadness will lead to a mood. And a mood then leads to a temperament. And a temperament leads to a personality. And then you just end up being a sad person because of something that happened two years ago that you didn't let go because you held on to the sadness and you chose sadness and chose to dwell on that. So what I said yesterday on Instagram was I do not choose those emotions that I do not want to keep in my life. I may feel them. I may acknowledge them and accept them in the moment, and that's important, but then I choose to be happy. And it doesn't mean all of a sudden I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so happy, yay. 
I still may feel like shit, (laughs) but I'm going to choose happiness because when you tell yourself I choose happiness, your subconscious brain is on the lookout for things to make you happier or put you in a happier state. You will look for ways to surround yourself with the right people who make you happier. You'll look for better foods to eat that will increase your mood. You'll listen to music that makes you feel excited or makes you want to dance to put your body in a physically happier state. You'll read a book that gives you an idea that makes you feel refreshed and happy. But you have to choose it first. Because if you don't choose it, then you're not focused on it. And if you're not focused on it, your subconscious can't be on the lookout for it. But it's no magic pill. Choosing is no, you know, all of a sudden you choose and you're going to feel a certain way. You have to work at it. Sometimes it does take time. Sometimes it's hard and you need patience. Because your brain doesn't automatically go there. Maybe you're used to dwelling. Maybe you're used to being in this place where it's like, oh shit, I'm stuck here again. Here we go. And you're stuck and you just go in this negative spiral and it gets, it's like a snowball effect where it gets bigger and bigger. But you just have to keep refocusing. It's a matter of continuing to refocus your mind on what you want, even when you keep feeling like shit. And you may not feel great right away, but as long as you keep refocusing, that's progress, guys, because that's rewiring your brain to say, okay, when I feel shitty, I'm going to try really hard to think about something better. And the more you do that, the more you focus on that switch then eventually the easier it is to make the actual switch. Okay, so don't lose hope. If you're in this this place where you're feeling depressed or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling frustrated, when it comes to women, maybe you're really frustrated in the dating world right now, but don't let that frustration become who you are. You don't have to be a frustrated man. You could be a confident man. And if you keep your focus there or keep trying to move your focus there, whenever you feel frustrated, go do something that makes you feel confident then that will rewire whenever you feel frustration, you know you'll jump to something that's confident. As long as there's not a psychological block that's really holding you back. And if there is, that's when you come to me because I'll help you get rid of it. If it's something you think that isn't that serious and you can control it, then try to control it because you do have the power to control it. Because like I said, this is your life. You choose. You're so much more powerful than you think. You have so much more potential than you think. Tap into that 60%. Use your true capabilities. Be a victor. And the things that you feel are pulling you back, like uncertainty and desperation, see the good side in them. See the strength that can come from them. And grasp it. Use it. Woo! Okay, so this episode turned into more of a personal development episode. (laughs) And I thought I would only talk on uncertainty and desperation, but I did get carried away into some stuff I enjoy talking about. Um, So I hope this helped you guys. If you have not yet rated the podcast, please rate it five stars and give it a review. It would mean so much to me. And as you know, if you do review, if you do rate this podcast and give it a review, even if it's one sentence, guys, all you have to do is scroll down to iTunes. It's so easy, so quick. And if you do, I will send you my ideal woman questionnaire. And this is a questionnaire to help you get super clear on the type of woman you want to attract. Okay, so all you have to do is rate, leave a review on iTunes, screenshot it, send it to me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski, S-T-E-P-H-G-A-N-O-W-S-K-I, and I will send you that right away. And so you guys know I'm taking on one more client for the month of April. So if you're a man who feels like he could really work on his self-confidence, his decisiveness, and his attractiveness, let me know. Okay, let's get on a phone call. I do a 30-minute free consultation if you're a good fit for my coaching. And you could go to sgdatingcoach.com. Go to the contact form. Fill out that form. It takes two minutes. 
and I'd be happy to set up that call with you if you're a good fit. So I would love to help you move forward in your relationship with yourself and with women. All right, guys, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great night or day wherever you are in the world. I appreciate you guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.